Welcome to Winning with the Burns, a podcast for highly ambitious people who have a burning desire to learn what it takes to win at a high level. Hey guys, thanks for joining us again today. You know, I've got a, a great friend of mine here, business partner, been in the insurance industry for quite some time, and I want you guys to get to know him because he's got a very unique path on how he found our business. So Kyle, thanks for joining, man. Ah, JB, thanks. Yeah, unique path. That's a that's a good uh, a good statement on that. So, um, but yeah, so funny, you know. I mean, my background getting into insurance is, you know, growing up, you know, just like everybody else, your mom and dad tell you, you know, go go to school, get a good education, to get what, a good job. The problem was my mom forgot to tell me how to pay for it. So I did what any red-blooded American would do. I joined the military to get money for college. So I joined the Navy to see the world. I saw the inside of a tin can underneath the water on submarines. Did that for 10 years, but, but JB, I was blessed because I did get my bachelor's degree, got out of the military, started designing cars for Honda, and then realized designing cars for Honda, just a different atmosphere than being in the military. It was great because I could talk to my mom, I could talk to my wife, I could talk to my kids, because when I was on subs, I couldn't talk to them at all for four or five months sometimes. So it was okay, but it just that grind. I was always looking for something. You know, you know everybody's, everybody's done those network marketing companies. I had real estate property up in Columbus, Ohio, and then um, 2000 hit. And I don't know if you guys all remember what happened in 2000 where your 401k went to a 201k and everybody laughed about it. I did not laugh because that's what happened with my 401k at Honda. So again, because of my thought process, I went right back to and got my MBA because I had enough money from college from the military that I paid for a lot of it. Still forked out about 80 grand, 90 grand for it, but a lot of it was paid for because again, my, my thought process was that way. You know, go to school, get a good education to get a better job. But then a buddy of mine showed me insurance about 2004. And I just bleeping, you can bleep this stuff out of the podcast. I mean, I told him to bleep off. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys remember that. And I, I just, when he told me about insurance sales, JB, I was thinking of the movie, you know, Groundhog Day <laughs> and Ned Ryerson, where he would run across the street going, Needle Nose did. I did the belly button dance at, you know, the, at the, you know, the, the school talent show. I dated your sister until you told me not to. And I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. Yeah. So I blew him off for almost two years until I saw how much money he was actually making helping families. And I got into, I got my license back in March of 2006 and been in the insurance business ever since and, and never looked back. I love the business. But, you know, going back to, you know, I guess a lot of people would say that was a dream job. Like you're an engineer working for Honda. You're making over six figures. Like from back then, that was a lot of money. Right. You know, I mean, it's a lot of money now, but I mean, it's not what it used to be back then. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, I mean, well, I mean, again, the same thing is, is when you look at it is, you know, my wife would joke me because I was making six figures, right? But my wife would joke me. She's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, what do you mean? That's my W-2. I'm making six figures. She's like, no, you're making 52500 a year. And I'm like, how do you figure? I go, because you're working two jobs. Yeah. Because you work I, a lot of hours. I work 80 hours a week, you know, flying to Japan, flying all over the place, you know, having vacations scheduled, and then they say you can't take vacation, you know, and, and always competing with that, that good, boy, good old boy system, right? It's like, how the heck did you get into management 
you know, you know, oh, you're the, you're, you know, you're the boss's son or the nephew or something like that. And it just didn't sit right with me. You corporate know, politics. Corporate politics. Exactly. You know, and, and it was funny is again, it, it goes all back into, it's like, it's at the right time at the right place. When a buddy of mine showed me insurance, because I think, you know, if he came to me back in 02, I wasn't really that mad about it, you know, corporate politics and stuff like that. Cause I just got out of the military. I would have been doing it for five years or so. But it was at that right time, the right place, and the right person mm-hmm. because of, I, I trusted my buddy. But I still blew him off because I'm like, ah, it's insurance sales. You know, it's like you're going to be the, the the son, the nephew, the uncle at the family picnics that everybody shies away from because they didn't understand the business. Yeah. And then, you know, he started showing me about leads. And I'm like, wait a minute. You got somebody that says they want to buy life insurance? I'm like, I don't care how bad I am at this. I can close that thing. I just got to learn how to get better at it. Yeah. You know, you know, and Honda's always talking about, oh, you got a 401k, you got vacation, you got this, but you're still controlled by somebody. And you wanted your freedom. I, and that's exactly why I got into the business because I saw a way to get out of the corporate rat race and I saw a way to be able to just work for myself. And you didn't start, like you didn't put your notice in and go straight into the insurance business. Like it was a part-time job for you to begin with. Yeah. Well, let's just be honest with each other, JB. If if I left a six-figure job <laughs> to do insurance full-time, which is full commission, my wife would have took advantage of my life insurance. <laughs> That's right. I mean, let's just be honest with you, right? So I did. I did it part-time for three years. Um, back then, we don't have the same thing that we have with the companies that we're partnering with now with you. Um, we didn't have that system in place. So I really had to figure a lot of stuff out by myself. I mean, I was bad at insurance sales. I mean, I went 0 for 19, 0 for 19 in the home because I was an engineer. I'm like, you sent a form back wanting mortgage protection. Write me a check to, <laughs> to Mutual of Omaha for 80 bucks. Let's go. You know, I didn't know, I didn't understand that we, you know, all this stuff that we can go through today and everything. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was just, it was a blast to be able to start going out there because it wasn't, it wasn't that I went 0 for 19 is I knew there was light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. If I kept on pushing and I kept on listening to the people that I trusted, I know I can get better because there's so much success out there. And that was, you know, 20 years ago. Now you look at now, there's so much more success because of what how we're doing and everything. So, But t- to the point is you trusted the person that you got in business with. Exactly. But also going 0 for 19, like mentally that's debilitating. You're like, oh my goodness. But your mindset was, there's too many people being successful. I got to figure this thing out. Exactly. For me. I, I mean, I would wake up every morning and just look at, look at the mirror and going, hey, the reason why you're not successful in this is because you're not doing exactly what the successful people are doing. And when we talk about that, that's how you and I met, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because I didn't embrace virtual. I, I, I was doing it myself, but trying to do mortgage protection or final expense virtually I didn't embrace that. But Rob Jones, who was very good friends of mine for the last 20 years, Barry Clarkson, they got me in touch with you and your brother, Nick. And next thing I know, like, you know, a week later, I'm driving down here to to LaGrange, Georgia and meeting with you and going, okay, man, I trust Barry and Rob. Let's see this working. And I think I was here like six hours. I'm like, okay, it works. Let's go. And that's all I needed. I just needed to see somebody I valued in a Barry Clarkson, Rob Jones, put me in front of somebody that they valued doing virtual sales. I just need to see it. 
And literally, I think I was here. I mean, I, I planned to come here for four days. I think I was here for six hours. You were like, hey, I see the results. I'm ready I, to go. I, yeah, I know, I've got my marching orders. Let's go. I sat with your brother. I saw him make phone calls and book appointments. It was on the 10 o'clock call. I saw him um, actually call a client and actually sell an application on it over the phone, you know, video chat and stuff like that. I saw everything in that six hours. And I'm like, okay, 100% believe it now. Now it's up to me to get better. Because that's the one thing I did love about what Nick said to me. He goes, Kyle, I, I, I failed miserably at this. Because you have to learn. It's, it's different. It's a virtual sale. It's yeah. not an in-home sale. There's a lot of stuff you've got to learn. You know, I tell people, I go, I don't think virtual sales are easier than in-home, but I definitely agree it's simpler. Mm -hmm. You know, so. All right, so let's go back to three years part-time. What was that decision that you made to go full-time? Like, what was it that you were like, I, I got to get out of corporate America. I've got to be able to grow my business. What did that decision look like for you? So that, I mean, that three years I was doing part-time, I mean, and it, it, it was difficult because I would travel to Japan a lot. I would go into work on a, on a Tuesday morning and the person I hated the most there was at my desk and she had plane tickets for me. And I was traveling somewhere in an hour and a half because I dealt with a lot of, of improvements in markets. So I had to go look at what happened with a car in the market or something like that. And so it was very difficult for me to get appointments in and stuff. So what I would be doing is I'd be calling Saturday morning for Sunday appointments because it's the only way I knew if I was home on Saturday afternoon, I can book appointments for Sunday. Normally, they're not going to call you in because the dealerships aren't open or Japan, you know, stuff like that. So I just I figured a way out how to get that. But then I started getting success. Yeah. And my, and my success back then, like I said, I went 0 for 19. But that 0 for 19, that probably took me six weeks seven weeks to run 19 appointments because I just couldn't do 19 appointments in a week now that a lot of top agents do in, the, in, our, in our business. Once I started seeing that success and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm my first policy I wrote, JB, still today on the books, $379 a month. Wow. Return on premium. I made more money in that hour, dentist in Columbus, Ohio, I made more money in that hour than I did 80 hours a week designing cars for Honda. Wow. That was my decision going, it's, it, I need to go. Now, again, my wife would have took advantage of my life insurance, so I quit then. What I did was I put it in place to go, listen, I need to make more money doing insurance sales part-time than I was with my full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I already knew that could happen because one hour of work, I made you know, $2,900 in an hour, I'm like, okay, this works. Because I gave it enough time for it to work for me. And that's where I see a lot of people today is they, they stop, they go, I mean, you can see all the Ed Milets, all the people out there, they always, uh, people stop right, right, you know, just a foot before they're about to see success. Yeah. You know, but that was the decision I said to go, I'm going to go full time. But the only way I can go full time was I had to make more money part-time than my six-figure job. Because I do. I, you know, I, 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 I mean, actually, Barry Clarkson was the ones, one, of, one, of the, one of the ones that I talked to was, you know, he's like, Kyle, listen, you think you got this extra 80 hours a week, but I'm just going to tell you what actually happens. You're going to quit your job, and that 80 hours is going to be sucked up by something else called life. Mm -hmm. So you need to learn how to make the same kind of money you are part-time 
So when you come in, because it's going to take you about a year, a year and a half, which is what exactly happened to, to get back to that schedule of going, wait a minute, I don't have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to a job and scan in. I don't have to stay there till midnight finishing tests. It's I'm the, I'm the boss. And Barry made a, a comment. I remember him, you know, going and talking. He's like, listen, the way you got to think is you got to go to bed scared and you got to wake up scared because now you're full commission. And he goes, if you can get those two in your head, you'll figure out that, hey, it, it, me, me watching Oprah eating bonbons at three o'clock in the afternoon is not helping my business, is not helping my income. And, but it took a time to get out of that. That's why he, he always recommended, hey, part time, make enough money and you know, cover your full time job and then be able to leave your job. But you had to learn discipline because you had to be scanning in right but in the when people go to 1099 they get that freedom of well i can do what i want because i'm the boss right but you had to learn that discipline and thankfully you had a mentor in a barry clarkson saying this is the way you need to do it right but you had to get the buy-in from your wife as well because that's a big change to yeah. go from security to hey there's no plan b you know burning the ships there's no safety net yep we're going here she had to support you yeah and I think she's always supported you in your business now. Right, right. How important is that having a supportive uh, spouse in anything that you're going to do in life? I, I think, I mean, it's critical, you know, because you're going to go through stuff. And it was funny as we talk about that is, you know, Barry, because, you know, a lot of spouses and, and, and Char fell into this a little bit too, is a lot of spouses will go, hey, how, mu how much production did you write today? That's like the worst thing a spouse could ask somebody. Why? Because if it's really good, you're feeling bad because you could have did more. And if you got blank that day, you feel even worse now, you yeah. know? And, you know, Barrier Clarkson's always told me, he's like, hey, listen, you got rumble strips on the right-hand side of, the, of the, the road and left-hand side so you don't kill yourself doing it. You got to think that with your sales too. Mm -hmm. But you've got to get your spouse involved. Now, she might not agree with you or he might not agree with you exactly what you want to do. But here's the issue. Just prove them that you can. What most people want to do is they want to quit their job because they're hoping they're going to do something. Hope's not a plan. Hope's not a plan. Exactly. So what, what we did is talking to my wife, we put that in place and going, hey, if I make more money part-time, that's when I want to quit my job. And she agreed with that because she saw so many other stuff going on. And let's just be honest with each other. I've tried a lot of other stuff that did not work. <laughs> She's I mean, like, is it really going to work this yeah, time, Kyle? Like, like those rental properties we had in Columbus, Ohio. I was in Japan when stuff would go wrong. I'm like, how the heck? I can't just drive from Japan, like yeah. the country, like, like total opposite of the world to go fix a rental property problem, right? And so we had all this stress about it. So, and it's like with, with this business, you can take it with you, especially now. I mean, everybody goes back to, you know, back in the day, I had to walk up hill in the snow with no shoes to school, you know, or, you know, back in the day I had to write, you know, we have all those, 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 you know, misconceptions of back in the day was so much harder. I agree that it's not easier today, but I do think it's simpler. Yeah. And I think if you can get that and understand that you can do real well in the insurance business. Well, I think it's simpler because of the way we have set the business up together is 
we've seen the confusion back in the day. Yeah. Can, you know, confused people don't do anything. Right. And so we realize that if we make things simple, then people can have quicker and better results if we keep things simple and we don't complicate things. Right. Well, I mean, we see that. I mean, we, we've we been been in business together now for about a year and a half. You know, I'm blessed that Barry and, and Rob put us together because, you know, it's the point where, like you're saying, is confusion is disaster in people's business. And, you know, we have no quorums. We're 100% virtual. You know, we're teaching it and we're going through, but we still have growing pains. We're still, I mean, heck, we have our calls on Friday mornings with all of us, right? And we're like, hey, we need to do this. We need to do this. And, hey, let's try it. What's the worst that could happen? That's right. You know, and... And I think that's where we have so much better of where we can take this business because we all have different aspects. You and your brother have different aspects. Lori, myself, you know, Connor, you know, we got Mike and and and, and uh, Tanya and Mike Hughes. You know, we got all these different people. They have all different experiences. That's right. But we all have the same goal in mind. We want to help new agents become successful as quickly as possible. And that's a huge thing to have when you have a bunch of leaders in the same company all going down the same path, all rowing the same direction. That's right. And I think that's why we're starting to see so much more growth with us. Well, and you talk about growth. So, you know, if somebody's listening right now and they're like, you know, just selling life insurance doesn't sound real sexy to me, but you do a lot of other complex policies from yeah. annuities to index universal life. So you do... You, reti- you protect people's retirement. You help them get tax-free retirement. You do all these other things that are very complex as well. But if somebody's out there that says, you know, I might be looking for another opportunity, who is the type of person that you're looking for in your business? I just, to be honest with you, JB, I just want someone that's willing. Like I said, you're going to get your teeth knocked in. You're going to get knocked off the horse. You just need to be somebody that's willing to brush it off and get back up. I go, this, I mean, it's funny. We talked about that because look at what happened with your, your high school baseball team, right? right. I mean, they, they had a, they had a little, a little hiccup there, but they pulled together because they're all in the same direction. That's right. And now they're going to the state finals tomorrow. Right. right? Yep. So what happens is it's the same thing with us is, is when you're looking for somebody, you're looking for somebody to go, you are not going to go out there and get success right away. Mm -mm. It's just not going to happen. You're going to get, you're going to make a phone call and someone's just going to start yelling at you and you take that personal. And if you're not willing to overcome that insurance business might not be a right fit for you yet. And that's the key thing. It might not be. And that's where we also, as leaders, have got to go through. It's like, listen, I wasn't ready. Yeah. You were over 19. So it yeah, I was over 19. Wasn't... I'm like, I still, I kept on going cause I was stubborn. Yeah. But I'm like, okay. Cause to be honest with you. I was talking to my wife during that time frame, and I'm like, listen, I'm going to do everything these people say so I can, I can leave this business and, and hold my head high because I did everything they said, and mm-hmm. it didn't work for me. By God, I did everything they said, and I closed that appointment for $379 a month because I did you need to turn to your husband and tell him you love him and, you know, doing all this stuff and everything and what they taught back then and everything. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, and when I left that house, I was like, you have got to be kidding me, Kyle. You are an idiot. Why do you try to reinvent things because you don't want to do it that way or you think it's better this way? Or I've, I've got my MBA now. I know better than that. I just started doing it. And that's why another reason why we got together with you guys, because I just asked 
Barry and Rob, I go, who do I need to talk to? And they're like, Nick and JB Burns. I'll set up a time to go down. And that's when I came down here. And then, you know, a year and a half later, I mean, blessed to be, be in business with each other, you know, and, and I can see us taking, taking this to the next, next level. Well, I think you said it best though, is you got to give it time. Yep. You know, we live in such a microwave society yep. that we're not willing to use the crock pot. You know, we, we see the Instagram where people, oh my goodness, like they got so successful so quick. Like, no, they didn't see the, the mess that they went through for, for years. Right. Like looking at you now, I never would have thought you went over 19. Like yeah. most people would have quit, yeah. but you're like, I'm three feet from gold. Like yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing forward. So, yeah. well, Hey, I appreciate you taking the time to sit down, man. Cause uh, you know, I think a lot of people need to hear cause there's, there's struggle, but then there's success. Right. You got to be able to go through the struggle to get to the success. Hey, I, I will tell you, I will tell you this. And I love Barry's always talked to me about this is I go, I'm never going to say this is easy, but I will tell you this, it's worth it. And if you can just overcome those obstacles, I mean, being your own boss, writing your own paycheck, traveling when you want to, there's nothing out there that's like it. So, so true. Thanks again, Kyle. I appreciate it, JB.